Game Boys. Got it that time, baby. Nice. No problem. Super smooth. Right in there. Oh, yeah. Super smooth. Just just like our new president. Yeah. Well, we're looking for the thing. People say they want presidentiality or intellect or sort of like a, a charisma to president. All I'm looking for, I just want them smooth. I want them smooth. I want them silky smooth. I want them like my my conditioner, just flipping in and out of my hand. I want them like I want it to be goop in my hands. Yeah, I want a goopy smooth president. I want uh, a cummy gelatinous goop of a president in my hand. Ugh, we were doing the PWR shoot yesterday. Speaking of cummy gelatinous goop, uh, and there's a segment where Porky jams a bunch of mayonnaise in Rory's mouth. Oh. Uh, and calls it ghost juice, and I hated it. It's it's like oh. it's really disgusting. Handmade, ha- being f- hand fed mayonnaise. I really can't think of a worst thing to be hand fed. Yeah, maybe shit. I don't know. Maybe shit, but like maybe. maybe. <laughs> like Ugh, mayonnaise God. is mayonnaise already is not for me. Um, yeah, the second it goes into a man's hands as a transfer it- device, it's it becomes. Yeah, it becomes toxic. Yeah, totally. Um, you're, you're doing a toxic. You're doing a no growth. Yeah, you're, do, you're doing a Jeffrey. You're doing a Jeffrey Tubin jacking off at the New Yorker. Dude, oh my god, we covered the Tubin thing a little bit last night. What a um, what a hero, honestly. A hero. Okay, yeah, because uh, to you know, yesterday when when the news broke, it was sort of it was it was the day to sort of make fun of him. But now with twenty four hours. We have many people coming out in defense. Yeah, the defend the people the, the fucking jacking off during a work meeting defenders are out in force and it's fucking insane to me. There's so many people who are like people jack off every day and it's like, look, no one's we upset that. that he no jacked one is off. Arguing that. No one's mad no one's saying jacking off is bad. In fact, most people are saying jacking off is good. Just don't do it during a work meeting on Zoom. Oh, yeah, no one is arguing that. But seriously, these jerk off, these work jerk off defenders—they're they are legion. They are everywhere. Yeah, they are, uh, they are your businessman. They are your deli counter worker. Um, and it really makes me think: how many people are jack? Are are you jacking off right now? Nah, you know me. I'm jacking off most of the time, but I need two hands to <laughs> use the microphone and recorder. Yeah, you, you grip the mic. That's why it's that's why our audio is always so shit. Yeah, um, I have it. I have it put it in my shaky nicotine tripping hands and just shake it like a like a sick baby. Yeah. Well, listen for the rest of the week of my Twitch streams in, in solidarity with the victims. I will be duct taping my hands uh, to the ceiling and doing sort of a uh, a chained stream just mm. just so you see where my hands are. A real a real punished Griffin stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, punish it's, Griffin. It's like it's it's so crazy because I logged on to Twitter this morning, just like to see what was going on in the news, uh-huh. and like the fir- like ten of the first fifty tweets I saw were like, "Look, it's you can jag off, it's fine." Yeah, it's nuts. It's <laughs> like, what? Who said that that is not <laughs> that's the problem? Like, right, well, no, no, that's the thing. Is like, it's it's what it is is. The it's like this instinctive knee jerk to defend people in positions of power against like most folks who are mad at them, and be, but the argument that they want that they have to make, which is jacking off in a business meeting, is fine. Is so obviously wrong. <laughs> like right, the jacking yeah. off in a work meeting is okay. So obviously wrong that they have decided that the thing that they want to argue is that that jacking off is is okay, and that people who say Jeffrey Tubin is something bad are mad about the jacking off, which is like a classic stupid rhetoric shit, but also like so insane. Here's because of the, the big, pe- here's the big like uh, <laughs> I would say defense uh, is sort of uh, people are saying that it was an accident, like and as if, but by that logic, you're still jacking off on a work meeting. You just accidentally revealed yourself doing it. But in my opinion, it is still bad if you're doing it and people are unaware. Right. That's there is a real thing of like. It's only bad if you're getting caught. And it's like, no, it's bad to do it. And I say this as someone who is on the record, not only on this podcast, but on many public forums as being pro jacking off to an enormous extent. Um, Mm -hmm. But I would never do it during a work meeting. There's like, look, there's maybe like 10 times I wouldn't jerk off. And one of them is a work meeting. It's just like, you can't do it. 
yeah, some people are like, oh, well, boomers just don't understand the mute function. That's not the core issue here. The, the, the core issue tech is not the core issue. The core issue is that they were doing a simulation of the election and he knew they were doing it. It's not like they surprised him with a Zoom call. He that knew they were the, doing it. And then they yeah. then he decided it was a good time to J.O. Well, actually, you know, for me outside of this, the most twisted thing for me personally, on top of all this obviously gross stuff, is that like the weird elites in New York do these, like, fake plays of the election? Like, what the fuck is that? Oh, yeah, no. Like, uh, what is that? Why like, do they do that? Like, It's so weird. Politics people and, like, strategist math people, like, do election simulations. Um, but then there's always these weird... It... No, but this, but that's weird. Like they're doing it these is. weird simulations where like, I'm the Republicans and I'm the Democrats. Like, don't you just use polling data to do that stuff? Why are you putting on a play? Like, for yeah. just you guys. It's well, it's weird. weird. It's weird because it's weird. Like, this is particularly weird because it's like he was playing the courts, right? And so there's no polling data on the courts. So it's not like he's going off anything. It's just like what he thinks they would do. Right. Which yeah, is and like, in, and in that sense, that is a, actually his only defense is that he was just role playing the courts in a very accurate way. Yeah, he was just Daniel Day Lewis, like going full method. He was going method, yeah. Um, but also, still he can't do that. It's like, <laughs> it's just it's it's so crazy because so much of uh like youth as a kid is being taught you can't jack off all the time. <laughs> Uh, like and, that's like a series. So like, much. That's like so a big much. rule that you have to internalize as a child. Yeah. And it's like then this guy comes out and is like, actually, I'll do it all the time. And then a bunch of people who are definitely the types of people who say you shouldn't jerk off all the time are like, mm-hmm. this is a fine time to jerk off. And it's like, no, it's, right? Yeah, no, get out of my damn face with that. I hate it. It makes it makes it, me very upset. And it's like, everyone's like, oh, well, they're at home. And it's like, well, yeah, so a corner of your home space is now your workspace. So if you jerk off in that space, you are jerking off at work. It's not ideal, but it is it is functionally, spatially how things work right now. Yeah, and, and it's... I jerked off in front of my Twitch stream. Well, yeah, it's my house, technically, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's like, look, I'll even say this. You can jerk off at work if you want, but just not at a meeting with other people. Whoa, okay. Like I didn't if you, I didn't see that. So let's say you leave the meeting and you go to your you go to your cubicle. Well, as long if there's not other people around you can be exposed. Let's say go to the bathroom. Hmm. Okay, so you can jerk off in the bathroom. Yeah, at work. Yeah, just jerk off right into the toilet at work and then flush it and there's nothing left and you're good to go. Yeah, I don't even want that. I I, I don't It's like when you go if you're if you're going on a first date and you're feeling crazy, you you gotta jerk off before the date. You don't jerk off in the bathroom at the restaurant. So I'm I think I'm not saying you can or should. Just that it'd be better. Just that like to me that's acceptable. And so that's mm. that's how low my bar is. I guess what I'm trying to get across <laughs> here is like my bar is really low for like okay times to jack off. Yeah. Um, but he, so, he fucking, he did it. He found a way to jerk off that I think is bad. So in a lot of ways, this was a story that was f- sort of a break, a relief from the national coverage of everything else going around. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, wh- why is this one not as bad as Louie? Cause Louie, we, we had to take very seriously that one, but everyone finds the Tubin one to be something we can joke about. Um, to be totally honest, I think the reason is that we're in this time right now where serious intellectuals, uh, are being defended by people in like a really radically intense way because Mm. people are like, they're very important and we have to like maintain discursive norms of like smart people talking. Mm. Um, so they need that shit. And then, and this is also post Tara Reid, right? This is like after white liberal women were like, actually me too only counts at the people we don't like. Right. Um, and so with those two things combined, the force of the B2 movement at the time of Louis and the fact that actually when Louis was happening was a time when we actually were like, maybe public intellectual figures aren't great, actually, the way that we treat them. Um, mm-hmm. Then it was like, oh, we should all be very mad at Louis. This is like a serious thing. We should get rid of him. Now, right. because right. of the weakening of Me Too and the sort of buttressing of the public intellectual as something that people should defend, uh, it's like treated totally differently. <laughs> I mean, I would say also, I agree with all that. And on top of that, I think it's also because Louie was in sort of the the take havers backyard in the sense that like 
comedians and a lot of other people and entertainment industry people really, I guess, were the most affected and really led the discussion on that one. Whereas this guy, Jeffrey Tubin, has nothing to do with the entertainment industry. And so it didn't it didn't feel as tangential as like Harvey Weinstein or Louis C.K. It's like it's separate industry. So the reaction does feel different to me slightly. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it then, feels more removed. We, yeah, totally. And we even on top of that, the other, I think, uh, significant variable here is that like Louis shit was like a pattern of predatory behavior. But right. Tubin definitely has been doing this. That's the thing that no one wants to admit is this time he got caught. But how many people are doing this without getting caught? Right. No, I mean, no, there's there's that for sure. But as far as like facts as we know them, this is a one off thing. Like if, if you just take the facts as we know them and don't extrapolate at all, like the difference is that Louis was doing a pattern. And this is like he had a weird like jack off compulsion at a bad time or something. I don't think that's true. I think you're right that it is. It can't just be a one-off thing that has never happened before. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, but facts as we know them are different. Off. Hey, ten minutes on jerking off. Let's and get honestly, it's never enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I've been fucking out in the wilderness, away from the computer and the internet and games for like two weeks. Uh, That's crazy. How's it feel? Did it hurt or did it feel good? Um, not being able to play games. Like there were things I missed. Like I missed playing video games and like RPGs and like riffing with you about how stupid everything is. Uh, there were things I super didn't miss, like uh, having access to Twitter um, and like dealing with sort of the world. Um, and it was nice. It was like really refreshing to be out there. It's like reminded me that like, oh, there's like pretty places you can go to that aren't just in movies or video games, mm-hmm. um, which is like a nice thing to feel. And it's nice to get away from stuff. But also like, I'll be honest, like by the time I got back, I was like itchy to like play fucking like any video yeah. game in the world. <laughs> You're like in Wyoming being like, damn, Bungie really worked on the skyboxes. Yeah, no, for real. I was like out there. There's parts where I was just like, man, this is all video games should all just be based on Wyoming. Like it's the coolest looking place. Like fucking like that's what Skyrim should look like is mm-hmm. is the the endless elevated plains of Wyoming. Yeah. Um, um, and now did you did you bring your switch? I did. I played some Hades and stuff, but charging shit was like at such a premium that I didn't right. have a ton of time because we only charged shit in the car when we were driving between places, really. And we had like a wireless charger, and it was like that wireless charger is not going to get used on my Switch. Mm-hmm. And so it was like I could only really charge if we were driving somewhere and there no one else had anything they needed to charge on top of like yeah. the normal stuff. So it was like I got to play a little bit of Hades. I played a little bit of like Baba's You because it's quick, but I didn't get to like really jam down. I got behind on my magic dailies, which was devastating. For sure, um, like um, that was like a, that was like the most emotionally trying thing was like just knowing that like Missing hundreds dailies. of hundreds of gold and XP were just falling between my fingers. Damn. But hey, you know um, that's life. It's worth it. I did. Oh, I did one thing that mm-hmm. uh, that's worth talking about, which is in Denver, I went to a restaurant for the first time since COVID. Okay. Um, and it was like totally socially distanced, all masks, no contact ordering, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got breakfast, and I like legitimately got emotional. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, it's weird to eat food that you don't make yourself. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, not just that, but, like, it was, like, it was very good. And I got to, like, have that, like, relaxing experience of, like, someone brought me delicious eggs and, like, I drank an orange juice and, like, kicked back in a chair and, like, relaxed and, like, they were, like, taking the food away and bringing stuff. And it was, like, and it was just, like, oh, Explain my God. how a restaurant works. Like, but, I, but it felt <laughs> fucking surreal. Like, I, I know it's, like, fucking obvious. But, like, that's why I got so fucking, like, verklempt about it is that, like, it felt so strange and cool and weird. And it was just like, oh, I didn't even realize how much I'd like missed getting breakfast. Like yeah, that, totally. that going and like having a nice breakfast is something that like I hadn't even realized had been taken from me until I finally did it for the first time in what, seven, eight months. And it was yeah. just like, holy shit, this is incredible. Like, man, mm-hmm. life used to be so cool. You could just go get breakfast and now you have to stay home all the time. Yeah, it really comes. It's been coming in waves for me where like I put my head down for like three to five weeks and just like it just like get and I'm used to it. And then like I every so often, like yesterday, I had one of those days where I was like, oh, this isn't normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be I think people are going to spend fucking decades after this time thinking about um, how lives were changed forever and experiences and. Fuck, man. I, I just I just feel like we're going to be in this for five years uh, I have, to, yeah. to some extent Yeah, there's in, in different ways. There will be fallout for sure. Like there's going to be people like probably like me who are like 
even once there's a vaccine, are still going to, like, wear a mask to go places and shit. Right. Um, yeah. Like, that's just, like, how it's going to be for a while. I also had the inverse experience in fucking Fort Worth, because we got an Airbnb in Fort Worth and crashed there. And it was in this neighborhood near, like, where the bars and clubs are. And fucking everyone in Fort Worth was just like, COVID ain't real, baby. No masks, full bars, we're jamming. Yeah. And I was like, can't, full eyes, can't lose. Full I eyes. was legitimately having a panic attack every time I looked out the window. That, I, mean, I was having a panic attack when I visited Austin because all the UT kids came back and, and it was it was just chaos. It was pure chaos. Yeah, um, it's just it's being around like I've just been really isolating. So like being around people right. fucking this up or like doing it, being around either like the restaurant people were doing a great job or the bars where people were fucking it up was both like both polls were like new things for me and they both like fucked me up in different ways. I think the thing that we can agree on, at least related to this gaming podcast, is that the the things to fix America, like some kind of national mandate where you like get arrested or fined for not wearing a mask, uh, for like forced quarantines, all that kind of stuff to really stop this spread, aren't going to happen. And because of that, we're gaming is only going to get bigger. Yeah, for uh, sure. It's we talk a lot about how gaming is now the monoculture and it it truly every week it is. It it is it is officially lapped movies. It has. It completely has. It's undeniable. And moving on to sort of a more gaming related story, uh that was never proven more true than yesterday when a certain congresswoman by the name of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez joined Twitch. Yeah, and like even just tweeted that she might join Twitch and got a bajillion reactions. Everyone freaked out, and because she plays League of Legends, she yeah. plays League of Legends already. Um, but yeah, uh, AOC got sent uh, got sent PC builder parts. She's she's ordering her PC. She's getting her stream ready. Uh, her tw- in twenty four hours, her Twitch channel got like two hundred k followers. Yeah, I mean, because that's that's the spot now, man. Like, it's not, it's no everything now. Yeah, it's no longer like a funny cameo on SNL or like in a movie or something that like makes a politician someone who connects to everyone. It's fucking getting on Twitch and playing League or whatever. Yeah, it really is. They're gonna play Among Us, I think, actually. Which you know, at this point, it's kind of starting to fade out of the meta. I don't know why people like watching Among Us. I think it's really boring, and I'm excited for like the next game to usurp it. Um, I do say people liked it at the beginning, but I, I, I personally am very tired of the game, but it, it, it'll be a fun stream to watch. And it really just goes to show that like the number one cultural way to interact with people now is through gaming. It's not through talking about a TV show or a book or a movie you read. It's fucking Twitch streaming. Dude, yeah, I mean, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. Like it's, and we see it all the fucking time that like the you that like twitch streamers or twitch celebrities like get the kind of coverage that like what used to be reserved for fucking movie stars and tv people like that's just what it is now yeah but the the really interesting thing though about it is we're still in this wild west zone where it hasn't been fully taken over by sort of the industrial elites and so there is still this like area for places like uh twitch.tv slash choom room to succeed um but uh i i really like this shift in, in content production because it's a higher level of production. Um, and in certain ways, you can only succeed at Twitch streaming if you invest the time and like the resources into it. Like It's not like you're competing with everyone else who has a phone and an Instagram. Like, Twitch is for people who want to like curate higher level amounts of content. So I, I think it's also just like better content that's gonna be made on Twitch than yeah. like, for instance, your Instagram lives. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, Twitch, one thing that's really cool about Twitch that that gets what you're saying is that Twitch has utility for people who aren't trying to do it as like a brand or whatever, right? Like you can just use Twitch to stream games for your friends who just want to watch you play or like you can use Twitch to set up like a Jackbox stream or whatever for your buds. Um, And it has that utility. Like there is sort of a one-off like low-level utility. But if you want to like make Twitch the platform where you do things and have people watch you in a serious way, you do have to like grind and like put in work to create the production at like a certain level otherwise people are just going to tune out um yeah. so it does for it does like create a bar that uh that has to be passed which does mean that if you're watching a pretty okay twitch channel odds are that they're at least doing something cool or like smart exactly um and like yeah just on top of that like 
I just the way that Twitch works, it's a, it's really like a it's about connecting with like a community um, in a way that I feel like when you're on Twitter or when you're on Instagram, it's it's a very like one sided conversation. Uh, you might get a reply if you're like a reply guy to like someone's tweet, but in in general, it's like one sided conversations. The big accounts, the blue Twitter, they're talking to you. Um, and Twitch, there is this sense of you know, well, you know, you could talk to the person, or you could talk to the other people in the chat. You could you could develop your own conversation and argument. Um, you could go on Discord and continue that conversation. It's just. I think that like the landscape is going to open up to like a lot more interesting conversations and I guess just like relationships between the creator and like the community because like, dude, I fucking, I've been Twitch streaming like every night now. And like when I watch like a normal movie or TV show, I'm like, where's the chat? <laughs> like, like I'm used to like consuming content now and like having that chat with me that like that, that list of reactions flying by. Yeah, I mean, I'm not there yet. I still like non-chat <laughs> things, but like, it is very cool that there's this space where like, it creates this dual layer, right? Like, it's chat interacting with you and you interact with the chat, but then also chat interacting with itself, um, and that creates its own like memes and fun things happening that you have no part of that just kind of spin out from what you're doing. So the whole thing ends up feeling like a lot more of like you said, like an organic community, like building itself, um, and I think that really lends a certain joy to Twitch that other stuff doesn't have. Yeah, um, fuck, dude. If I'd started two years ago, I could be streaming with AOC right now. So I missed my shot. Hey, you know what? You know, you know, maybe in two years, uh, you know, in two years, it's going to be 2022. There's going to be midterms. She'll be going back on Twitch to play Among Us. So, like, you'll get your <laughs> next chance then, dude. Okay. I can wait two years. Uh, I'll just... I'll just whack off in the meantime on Game Boys podcasts until yeah. then. Yeah, as long as we're streaming, when every streamer records on Twitch, uh, you can just jerk off then and hope nobody notices when you switch screens. So uh, there's something else gaming related that I, has been actually not making me happy, but uh, but making me befuddled or confused. And that's people are like still playing Animal Crossing. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Are you sick in the head? Like, there's just... The game is not designed to be continued to be played this long. Uh, Why are yeah. they doing it? I mean... It's I, sick. There is, I think, a class of human beings that exist. And to all be honest, I am not one of them. <laughs> um, that just gets a real joy out of, like, doing the redecorating part of Animal Crossing. And they are, right. they are like, sick freaks. Don't get me wrong. Like they but need like, help. They need a second game. Yeah, well, it's just, like, not a lot of games give that experience. That's, That's like, bullshit, though. That's totally bullshit. It's literally just, like, people, like, are, oh, I love Animal Crossing, but I don't like video games. No, you just literally don't do research. Because there's a million games that give certain Animal Crossing vibes as well. There's Stardew Valley. You could play Minecraft. Like, you, there's all sorts of town building simulator simulation games, top down games, life simulator games. Like, there's all right, sorts but the of unique, other the shit. The unique thing that Animal Crossing does that those games don't generally do is it splits the diff between like a Minecraft and Stardew Valley in that Stardew Valley you don't get as much sort of like aesthetic control of what your shit looks like, um, and Minecraft you have like too much. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, Animal Crossing is part of people who don't want to like create all the assets. They just want to get a bunch of assets and move them around. Um, yeah, it's just I, I saw someone be like, "Hey, can someone visit my island?" And it's like a it, it's like a medium tier video game Twitter account person who's like um, has their own video game podcast. And I'm like, it is just so sad to just still be playing that. Like, you need you need some help. You you need the Game Boys podcast. Um, and then equally twisted on the other side of things, if it, I see some, oh, I was going to say, if you, if someone's listening, who's still playing animal crossing and you want to come on and ha we'll help you find a better way to game, we will, we'll we help will, you find we'll, a better game to play. We will fix you. Um, <laughs> that's a promise. Uh, but if the other, the other side of the things that I see, I've been seeing these posts being like, does anyone want to buy a Nintendo switch? Thought I would play it more after animal crossing, but I'm just not and i'm like holy shit like i can never imagine getting rid of a switch like it just you just aren't even 
you're not even opening your mind to the possibility about there being a second game. Like, it's it just those people are twisted. That shit's crazy to me, especially because while I don't while while I sympathize, like Animal Crossing provides a very specific experience that you're not going to replicate somewhere else. The the switch of all systems is the one that has like the widest breadth of like weird experience games. I think that's the one you hold on to. Yeah, that's the one that's like. Look, maybe you don't like games the way that people think about what games are, but you know what system has the most games that are different than what people think about what games are? Is the fucking Switch. Like, it's got all, like, your Oberdins and weird puzzle shit. It's got all those, like, weird life sim games and, like, visual novel shits. Like, there's so many things on the Switch that are, like, different from traditional games that you'd have access to that it's bizarre to me that people are like, ooh, I guess I'm done with it because nothing is doing Animal Crossing. Also, also, like, these people don't realize they need to keep their Switch. They need gaming, like, because the people who are doing the most embarrassing posts, posting the most cringe, just doing the worst shit, like, the, like the people who are, like, the last eight people posting on Facebook, like, the people who have not migrated to a cooler platform, like, just people who are just not handling the virus well... That Venn diagram is a hunt, is a circle with people who aren't playing enough games. Like the gamers are settling in to this experience, and people who are not gaming are posting cringe. They're some of our worst posters. They're some of the worst people on the internet. And this gaming could save them. Yeah, I mean, like for instance, Jeffrey Tubin could have just been playing Switch instead of jacking off on that call. Exactly. Like that's number one right there. Like yeah, there's a million examples. I mean, yeah, I can test this. I think both you and I, like when the pandemic started, we're like posting a lot more because nothing else to do, and we were posting dumb shit all the time. And then settling into gaming as like the background rhythm of the time has reduced the amount of shitty posting from you, me, and millions of others uh, by orders of magnitude. And it's it's like in some ways helped the discourse because like instead of people just posting to post, they're just like playing Hades. Uh, right. And so that just cleans up the amount of bullshit that's out there. Exactly. It's like people, they need this. It's their, it's their muscle relaxing. It's their, I don't know. They, they just need this because it's clear that they can't do it on their own. There's just, we've, we've like, we're at the point where Netflix is out of stuff and, and HBO is out of uh, stuff about history, I guess. I don't know what the fuck is every single show on HBO now is about history. It sucks. Mm, pretty much. Um, um, but like all the all the networks are out of shows, and there's only going to be more tubins if we don't get a switch into the hands of every American. Yeah, honestly, Nintendo, we're looking at you to save this country. <laughs> America's going to fall. I mean, America's already doing a pretty bad job. We're going to fall apart if you can't help us get switches to every living person. <laughs> like, imagine um, all those boogaloo, uh, all those boogaloo boys instead of like. Imagining a civil war, we're just like trying to like solve Phoenix Wright mysteries, like yeah, we just just like yeah, trying to do that or like I don't know, trying to just just watch like YouTube videos on like different Call of Duty loadouts. I, I think that would be more helpful for them. It, it's, it's a different kind of wormhole, um, but a non-political one. Uh, so. Call of Duty has a Halloween event that I'm very excited for. Oh, yeah? Um, I couldn't tell yes. if you were posting about Halloween Warzone, if that was, like, a bit you were doing that everyone's getting in on, <laughs> or if that's, like, a real thing. It is a real thing. Uh, they have added Jigsaw to Warzone. Uh, that's right. Jigsaw from the Saw franchise. Um, <laughs> now, I'm a little confused on what Jigsaw does in the game, because the trailer highlights him driving a car and running you over. And so I don't know if Jigsaw's just gonna be driving around the map doing dry like getting road kills. <laughs> did they get Jigsaw I, I, confused with the twisted metal clown? I think they did. I think they're like, well, there's some clown aspects to Jigsaw, so maybe they're from a similar family. Uh, but that's really fun. But the, the the real fun feature is that when you die right now for the next week in the battle royale, you don't go into the gulag. You turn into a zombie. Uh, and then the only way to to get back to being a human is to eat other players on the map. It's kind of like kind of um, like a Dark Souls. Yes, kind of like a Dark Souls. Uh, it sounds very fun, so I, I'm very excited for that. Um, and I, I really can't think like, has there been any other like major Halloween seasonal events happening in games right now? I, I think it used to be a bigger thing. Um, no, there's nothing happening in Magic for Halloween. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. Um, I was just up in arena catching up on dailies all morning. Uh, there's there's nothing for that. I haven't I haven't heard of anything, and it's it's weird 
Because it does seem like, just to go back to what we were talking about before, like that this is the time to like, people aren't going to do Halloween. Right. Like, exactly. There isn't well, Halloween. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, I wish that was true. <laughs> well, a lot, a lot of people are not. A substantially yeah, a smaller lot. number of people aren't going to do Halloween this year than, than like last year or whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's just going to be less of it. And so it's, I don't know, it's a weird time to like, that. this is exactly when you should be doubling down on stupid fucking seasonal events. Like, usually when there's a seasonal event for a game, I just think it's dumb as shit. Um, but now it makes sense. Like, it didn't make sense before, but, like, you can provide people a sort of, like, special holiday experience that they aren't going to get to have otherwise. Right. Um, and I, they better do it for Christmas because, Jesus Christ, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, th- that is one of the only ways to experience the holidays right now. That and watching good movies. That's the one nice thing about Halloween is, for me, like, a lot of Halloween is just watching great films great great spooks mm-hmm. um and i don't and i and it's a little bit harder with christmas movies there's a few christmas movies but it doesn't give me the same kick um so yeah I, I, we we need we need seasonal events we need seasonal events in our games um and as we are sort of entering the month of november no the month of november lux it's sort of our final release season coming up um because no game comes out in december they have to come out early enough for grandma to buy them for Christmas. So really the final major games that we're going to see this year are coming out in about like two or two and a half weeks. And how are we feeling about those? Um, I haven't kept super up with it, but a part of the reason I haven't kept super up with it is that I haven't been super excited by the titles that are out there. So I haven't yeah. like, I haven't like been double checking everything because, uh, you know, because if, if I'll double check the like what's coming out, if there's stuff that I give a shit about, you know, right. Well, so basically just cyberpunk, right? I think so. I'm I'm going to check right now, but that's like about and there's Assa- yeah, I mean, Assassin's Creed, cyberpunk, Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty and Shadowlands. Like, I can't really think of another major release other than those. Yeah, I mean, we're looking the Demon Souls, the surprise. Demon Souls remake. Yeah, I guess if you can afford a PS5, which I actually I need to get a PS5 for for Zach Kreger um, because he can't find one. Um, I need to find one for me also. Okay, well then, someone uh, someone on the podcast help us out here. Um, But Um, yeah, that's the. I mean, Trails of Trails of Cold Steel Volume Four is coming out. But I guess what I'm saying, my point is, it really seems like the final the final big major game narrative will be Cyberpunk. Is yeah. it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? I am of the feeling, and I have the Davis prediction system that I've used many times on this podcast, that Cyberpunk is not going to be all it's cracked up to be. Uh, it seems like there's an incredible amount of different stuff going on, like too many systems. Um, it's a it's a studio that got world famous for making a sword fighting game. Now they're doing a shooting game. Those couldn't be farther apart in terms of play styles, in my opinion. Um, I don't like how first person it is. The fact that you can't pull out to third person. There's all these little things that are giving these like little red flags about it. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm just I just don't think it's going to be the release that that people need right now. I'm I I was really excited about it, but I'll tell you when I stopped being excited about it was when I tried to run like a cyberpunk style tabletop game. Okay. Um, and the reason for this is that it. It's like you said, there was like too many sort of spaces characters were existing at the same time to like manage effectively. Like you'd both be like in a room, but also hacking the room and also like being scanned by things in the room. There'd be like AR and also like internet and also like VR stuff happening. And it was just like so, so, so much. And so it makes me think that the burden of making this game like smooth and easy to get through is so fucking high. Um... And to me, that that stresses me out because, like, when games like this aren't smooth, they just suck ass. Like, the but I'm also not even sure. Like, is this is this is this a GTA? Is this um, a Dishonored? Like, what game is this? I think it's is gonna be. A, it's supposed to be like a Witcher. I think. Yeah, but then it's like, okay, well, that just doesn't that just does not compute with what I've seen so far. I, I don't know. It, it just there just seems to be a, a whole lot happening. It seems it just seems kind of like a like a low key mess. And then compounded on top of all that is just like the the gargantuan amount of awful human crunch they're doing to finish this game out. Um, they're they're crunching so hard on it, and it it just makes me feel like I'm like, ooh, I don't know about this thing now. Yeah, that's that's where that's where I'm at is like it there's so 
so much about this game this game coming out and all the like the crunch surrounding it there's like been politics issues of like what the game even is and like what it thinks about it's just like exhausting um and to me that's just like it's too much man um it mm-hmm. it stops yeah. it's there let's put this game when games try and do a lot of things and are able to balance it in a way that feels smooth and accessible that mm-hmm. whips ass it is also extremely rare Right. right, like there's a non-zero chance they can pull off the like tightrope act that it would take to make this game feel good to play, um, mm-hmm. and because there is that risk, I'll probably buy it and try it. Right. Um, but like, I don't have my hopes are not particularly high in that respect, precisely because so many other games have tried to do this and have just biffed it. Totally, totally. Um, so yeah, I, I think that I think that some people are going to be excited about it. Obviously, it's going to be the game that everyone streams for a week or two, and I'm obviously going to play it. But I, I, for me, I, I have this dark feeling it's going to be a seven out of ten. One thing that is funny about a recent trailer, though, is that there is an entire slang language in the game of made up words, uh, and one of the street gangs are called the Chooms. Yep, that's. I mean, that's <laughs> from the fucking. That's from the book. Incredible! Wow, wow. Uh, I didn't steal it. I didn't know that. Um, I stole it from our president, Barack Obama, yeah, uh, our, our, be- our best president when it comes to deporting. <laughs> um, but uh, what's it called? Um, so I've been playing the Shadowlands World of Warcraft pre-patch Lux, and I wanted to talk a little bit about it. All right. Tell me about um, it. So World of Warcraft has been around since like 2004. Um, and over that time, it has expanded like the level caps and gotten big and and kind of just over just just overly massive, way too expansive, way too just bulky, uh, sort of collapsing under the weight of itself. Um, they've gone all the way to level 120, uh, and now um, in the weeks leading up to this new expansion, uh, they have uh, sort of done the first pre-patch with some of the f- base mechanics loaded in. And the biggest one is that they have smushed the levels back down to 1 to 50. So you only have to level from 1 to level 50 to be level cap to then get to 60 once the expansion is released. Um, Making this current era, this time, like the easiest time to get back into World of Warcraft. Yeah, I've been noticing that a lot of my friends who used to play WoW are back on it right now. Like literally, Lux, like you could get to level cap in like under 15 hours. That's pretty um, which good. Is pretty wild for World of Warcraft. That's probably the fastest it's, it's ever been. Um, so, in that sense, uh, it's it's pretty cool. Um, you know, it, because not only does it give you the chance to sort of do a leveling experience that isn't painful, but also like it means that you get to have multiple characters for the first time in like a really easy way. Like, oh, if you want the rogue, hunter, and mage, you could feasibly level all three of those and get to play them. Um, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's fun. That's something I like a lot about the the idea of leveling it being easier is that, like, one thing I that frustrates me with those games a little bit is that uh, when I play them, I have to, you're like, or, like, that theoretically frustrates me because I don't play them, um, is that, like, you're locked into your class choice pretty much because you have to put in so much work to get them playable and get them to a certain tier or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to think about an idea where you don't have to do that and where you can just, you know, play the game as a warrior for a while, level them up, be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm done being a tauren with a big axe. I want to be a, mo- a dark elf with a fucking right, a uh, special wizard spell. Yes, totally. There's, there's just, there's room to experiment and with all that stuff. Um, and on top of that, you know, we always say on this podcast how hard it is to find sort of games that everyone can play together. And like, I think that World of Warcraft with this new, with these changes, might be added to that list of like casual games to play with your friends because, uh, you know. It is incredibly easy now to just group up with people and just play World of Warcraft together, like in a way that it never has before, um, and and that's super exciting. The only thing is, yeah, there is still like a monthly subscription fee, and that does sort of I think distance some types of casuals away from playing it. Um, but overall, I think in terms of like MMORPGs and in terms of online games that that have depth that you can play, like I'm not talking like fucking Among Us, like actual games with real depth. Lot a big worlds that you can experience with friends 
I, World of Warcraft is now up there for me. It, it's something I could I could actually recommend without like lying to someone. I mean, that's good. It's it's something you know, it's something that's on my potentials list. There's just so many things I do want to try. Like right now, yeah. Like right now, I'm thinking I'm I'm currently as we speak downloading NHL 21 because I love a sports RPG, um, <laughs> and EA Sports has started making sports RPGs, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I've decided that so I've been playing the Baldur's Gate three. Have you played any more Baldur's Gate three at all, or have you sort of tuned out on that? I have, and I wanted to talk about that, but talk about this game first. Um, well, yeah, NHL twenty one is just going to be like a, it's it's the same as like remember I was playing Subasa before, where you play as like the guy and you make all the choices and you're doing the soccer thing. Yeah, NHL twenty one is going to be just like that, but with hockey, basically, except mm-hmm. less anime. But I'm really excited about that because these one thing is I, one thing with COVID that's happened to me is that I like both really miss and do not want to think about sports um, at the same time where it's like, I really miss getting to sit down and smoke weed and like watch a baseball game or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, I don't want to do that because every time I do watch a baseball game, the only thought in my head is y'all shouldn't be playing baseball. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's sports games for me have become like a big thing during COVID in a way they haven't been since I was like pretty young. Uh, Just because like I need something to fill that gap in my soul. Right. Uh, and also the end, because there's online multiplayer, to get this, which is what made me think of it in the first place, is that, like, it, it's a fun online game that has some, like, some degree of depth, although nothing like something you'd get from, from World of Warcraft, but it's another way that, like, again, we were talking about this at the very beginning of the podcast, but, like, it's another way that, like, games are creating space to connect in, like, in ways that other mediums can't and aren't right now. For sure. Um, but yeah, man, Baldur's Gate, I, what are you, where are you at? What's going on with you with Baldur's Gate? I have hit a wall with the game. Okay, um, how's that? The game, to me, is insanely punishing to the point where I, like, don't want to play it anymore. Like, not, and I'm, I've played punishing games. Like, you know, I love, I love fucking Hollow Knight. I love Dark Souls games. Like, I'm a punishment pig, but the way that this game punishes you is by, is by hiding traps, I guess is what I would say. And that, like, I have, I've been playing Baldur's Gate 3, and, like, every 10 minutes, I, like, stumble into an area that I shouldn't have gone to first. And everything about the game is incredibly unclear, so my experience is just, like, dying and then reloading and then just, like, falling into another trap in a different part of the map. Yeah, and, and so, like, even though that there is this sense of you can do whatever you want in the game, that actually isn't true you have to do things in a specific order or you get your ass beat. And that specific order is not incredibly clear. So it leads me to this very stoppy, starty experience that was frustrating for me to stream, like on Twitch. It it was just like not fun. Yeah, so I haven't gotten to that point yet, although that definitely checks out with my experience that that's like a thing that could happen. Mm -hmm. Um, That hasn't happened to me yet. My two things that I've had with it are one, it's, the my the reason the punishing nature of it is frustrating to me is because it's based on dice rolls a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and so with say Dark Souls or Hollow Knight, those are really punishing games. But never punishing because the random number generator gave you the bad number. Right. They're punishing because like you didn't do the thing good enough, but it's really hard. But you could get good enough yeah. at it. There's nothing you can really do to change the dice roll except for change your stats. But that's like a long term thing. Like you, there's no like you can't get better at the act of rolling the dice, and we can get better at press, the act of pressing the buttons and say Dark Souls or Hollow Knight. Yes. And you know, if some of these dice rolls were just like, <laughs> oh well, you didn't really get this person to like you as much, that'd be one thing. But often these dice rolls are life or and or death, and and like because you can't improve your rolls that well, this becomes a very frustrating experience. If the rolls of the dice impacted conversations and relationships, that's okay. I'm a, I, I like that. That's cool. But but the majority of the encounters, at least early on that I've experienced, the, the roll of the dice determines if you're going to kill or not kill or like like die or not die. Like like and because of these dice rolls are like contingent on there being a, like on, on preventing a fight that would kill you, it becomes incredibly frustrating. Yeah, it's. I mean, this is one of the problems with building a game around the D and D fifth edition rules. Is that like, so one of my biggest problems is like a tabletop guy with D and D, is that it doesn't have a mechanic for a mixed success. Like you can't do just okay, you either do good or do bad, 
You know what I mean? Like it's either it's like a yes no operation. And so that makes mm-hmm. the stakes of these dice rolls extremely high. Um, because if say say your target number was twelve and you rolled a ten and the result was them being like, eh, I'm not mad at you, but I'm not gonna do the thing you want, okay, that's fine. But in this, like a ten is now I'm pissed because you failed your persuasion. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes it really hard to like get into to like feel good about when you're rolling dice in in conversations or in combat or any time because a fail is just a total you, you totally eat shit. Right, and like I think that there is a way to to balance it by being like, okay, there are risky, very risky conversations you can have that would that might lead to fights, but you need to give me the ability to avoid these fights a little bit more because what happens is I talk to a new group at a new village, I roll the dice wrong, and then they kill me, and then I have to reload from a save way far back. Um, and it's like, I, I'm, I'm not against there being risky roles like that, but it often feels like I'm routed into being forced to take a risky role in every experience that I that I have with these people. And that role then always determines whether I'm going to like be killed or not. Um, and I just don't know if that... It, we talked a lot earlier about how Baldur's Gate 3 could have so many different paths and feel varied. And this makes it feel a lot less varied for me because at the end of the day no matter what i say to these people it's going to end with a dice roll that determines whether i have to kill them or not yeah i say <laughs> i i still i like it in a lot of ways i'm still playing it i like it in a lot of ways uh i like it for a lot of the reasons that like i like fifth edition D better than earlier editions which is that it is a little bit more streamlined and intuitive than like it could be um mm-hmm. but you're right that like it does it does feel weird. Like, for instance, a, a really good example of this is very, very early in the game. You get to a fork in the road, and if you turn right, you meet your first party member. And if you turn left, you fight three brains that you're not able to beat at that point in the game. Um, and it makes it feel weird that there even is a fork in the road there. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it's like, if you're going to design the game such that there's an encounter that will kill me for sure if I do it, and that in order to pass the encounter, I need to get a friend, the road should take me to the friend first. Um, yes, I, I completely agree. And oftentimes, like, you know, I, not, not my first fucking video game either. Definitely not my first fucking rodeo. And if me, like, I am falling for these, like, big trap moments where it's like, oh, you should have gone here first. That is not a good sign. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. And so so I've still, I still, like, got really into it because I'm, I'm emotionally wedded to sort of that kind of stuff. Um, so I started playing Baldur's Gate 1 again. And decided that basically my friend Jared uh, Blondo pointed out that like by playing Baldur's Gate 3 in early access, since it's a big story game, I'm kind of depriving myself the opportunity to play it in once it's fully done because I'll be like, I already know the story, which may or may not happen because I can be kind of stuck on things that way. Yeah, so I started playing Baldur's Gate 1 again, and it is like a lot clunkier than Baldur's Gate 3, which makes me appreciate a lot of what's good about Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Um, Because it is like super smooth in those ways. But you're right that like it just it is a it can be a really frustrating experience in a way that like there's not some games that are very frustrating at least move fast enough that you're like okay well I'm gonna get through this frustrating thing I'll be at the next thing the next thing next thing next thing next thing um, and Baldur's gets kind of slow and so the frustration kind of mounts in a way that is like ex- that can be like pretty excruciating <laughs> yes. uh, to play and it's it's which is it's a bummer because so much of the game fucking rules. Um, yeah, that, that is what's a bummer about it because I want to keep playing it and my, my stream, they love to watch it. Like, they love to vote on the options. Like, when I ask people what game we should play, they always vote for Baldur's Gate. But then I just get, I just, I, I, I don't feel like it's an engaging experience when I just, like, I run into different brick walls. <laughs> I don't know. Like, and, and like, it, it's different also, like, you, you don't really want to, like, be scum saving a lot when you're like streaming it either so it's just i don't know it's a it's a weird experience yeah it's a it's a weird thing it's there's so much good about it but it is also it has it has some serious problems um Mm -hmm. i have been i've been enjoying it a lot but i have also sort of like i said gone back to Baldur's gate one and playing other stuff so like we'll see um i just want to get to the part where i just want to see what it's like when it's done and i wonder how much that's going to change it yeah um but that's just that's like such a far off prospect that it's hard to to conceptualize as like the main thing. Um, totally. Well, okay. So, anything else going on with games? Or are we are we about wrapped? 
I think we're I think we're about wrapped. I can't really tell how long this episode was because we stopped twice. But uh, uh, yeah, we, those weren't long breaks. So we're gonna be around forty five fifty. Okay, cool. Yeah, I feel like that was chilling. Um, what like should, what 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 should we cover next week? What game should we cover? Um, great question. I'll have I'll have a better report on NHL twenty one because it'll be done downloading. Okay. Um, so that'll be cool. <laughs> uh, we could talk about. People keep talking about Genshin Impact, man. We already did a little bit on that. Yeah, but, well, if you can uh, get to level, if you can get to level fifteen or sixteen, we could play co-op if you're playing on the PlayStation. Oh, damn! Is that there's like a level requirement to do that? Yeah, but fifteen or sixteen is pretty easy to get to. Okay. Um, yeah, so if you want to play it on the PS, that. if you want to play on the PlayStation, we could do some co-op and then and then talk about Wait, that. Is it crossplay? I don't know if it's crossplay or not. Let me check. Um, I know that save hmm. save transferring doesn't work across platforms, but let me see if it's crossplay. Oh no! Genshin That's Impact the- supports crossplay across all platforms, console Holy and shit. mobile. Let's go! Damn! Well, let's, let's just move to China. They've got it all figured out over yeah, there. Yeah, totally. And they have the Monkey King game coming out soon. That's gonna whip ass. Um, Damn! Like they they they're making they're making games that look better than our seventy dollar games. Okay, yeah. So for free. Um, maybe tomorrow or the next day we can find some time to play some Genshin Impact. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, I'll definitely be playing Halloween Warzone for the next couple nights. But yeah, sometime this week we can do that on stream or something like that. Hell yeah! Um, Hell yeah, guys. Well, hey, gamers, you know, we have, we have just a few weeks left of this year, a few, a few weeks left uh, for something major to happen. Will there be an October surprise in gaming? Or even uh, a, even a to... November or December surprise? Just any surprise really would do a lot for me and my sort of emotional <laughs> connection to gaming. Well, stay tuned for that. Uh, check out twitch.tv slash choomroom. I, I literally stream seven nights a week now uh, for all your uh, news, politics, culture, and uh, yeah, gaming. And uh, check out means.tv uh, for updates because Party World Wrestling shows are going to start going up there pretty soon. Pretty soon. All right. We'll see you guys later. Later. Oh, and check Haley out on Eat Every Sound on Instagram and, uh, and uh, YouTube. Don't forget to can do we that. just Can we just put all the plugs like in the episode description so we can just say goodbye at the end <laughs> yeah we can maybe do that we can talk it's about never it. It, it's never a smooth ending it's because we always forget <laughs> one well regardless <laughs> if, yeah, anyways but then we get, got that then we get to do this and then and then there's like a fun little, little peek behind the curtain for the audience okay well, i'm i'm really pissed all right, <laughs> all right. Um,